Sweetie's here up from Spokane. How's the weather down there, Ricky? Uh, same as here, about 10 degrees warmer. Okay. Uh, Ricky, <laughs> formerly of this radio station, now of points south and west. Yes. Uh, yes. And a film expert second to none, I would say. <laughs> oh, that was a great introduction, Jack. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you. Uh, and thanks for being back. Nice to have you back here on our airwaves yeah. on 88.5. Uh, Zach Hagedon is also here. He, for those of you who don't know, is a... Uh, a film reviewer of sorts. The main film reviewer <laughs> of, of the... sorts. I said of sorts. <laughs> wow. Uh, you well, you you. Write... I write I write reviews of films and put them in the newspaper. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Fine. You just, my point was of more sorts. that he dabbles at film reviews. He does other things. Right. I guess it, the reason I said of sorts is that it's I not see. the only hat uh, he wears. True. But he writes excellent reviews in the Sandpoint Reader uh, and. Also here, Andrew Stovall, film aficionado, joining us from the Sandpoint Cinemas. I almost said Bonner Mall Cinemas, but uh, yes, uh, who has been fortunate enough to probably see more movies than anybody else in this room, maybe in town, uh, possibly. Um, I I don't know if anybody in uh, yeah in the within the earshot of my voice has seen mm-hmm. actually has anybody seen all 10 of the best picture nominees let's start right there let's no. begin our conversation <laughs> no no i, have I hadn't even heard 10. of That's some okay. of them uh when i was mm-hmm. doing my extensive research at breakfast this morning uh they are american fiction anatomy of a fall barbie the holdovers killers of the flower moon maestro oppenheimer past lives poor things and the zone of interest uh, I did recently watch Past Lives. Yeah. Highly recommended. I've been wanting to see it's that. I've been waiting for it. So good. That one is uh, <clears throat> one of three films that the Panada is bringing to, but three of the best picture nominees oh, that nice. the Panada is bringing for in the month of February. Five dollars at the Panada. Five dollars at the Panada. That's right. Um, February sixteenth, actually. Oh. There you go. Past Lives. Um, those are the best picture nominees, and let's start there with this list of nominees, mm-hmm. which I have written here, if anybody wants to refer to them. Um, what do you guys think? I, I got uh, Jim Healy to go on the record and say mm-hmm. that he thought that Oppenheimer would win for Best Picture. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that. However, uh-huh. I have almost zero intention of ever watching Oppenheimer. Uh, here's why. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my Uncle Marty, who none of you would know, um, who... You know how people have an opinion of a movie and you kind of base it, judge it based on their movie preferences. So I don't necessarily listen to Marty and what he has to say about every movie, but his review of this movie was that it was three hours of men talking to each other. And I just have no desire to see that. Um, Also, if we get into this, we don't have to talk about it right now. I feel like movie lengths are out of control and there is no reason for a movie not to be 90 minutes. I will also agree with you <laughs> on certain of those points. Uh, I saw Oppenheimer pretty late in the season, so mm. I'd already heard about it from everybody sure. and had absorbed it basically without even seeing it. Yeah, And that's a weird situation to be in when you watch a movie and you've heard so much about it that you're not surprised by anything. Right. Uh, and it did become talky. Yeah. And I've I, heard Emily Blunt is great in it and she, I love her, but I also like Devil Wears Prada that's 90 minutes and fun. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Killian Murphy, I mean, obviously he's, I mean, I don't know how he doesn't win he's the, so good. the best yeah. actor. Right. Um, I would love if he won. I'm just a fan of his. Right. I think that'd be great if he won. I could totally see this movie winning, too, just based on uh, what it looks like. Well, it's just a prestige film. <laughs> exactly. Right? That's the whole yes. thing. What do you think, aficionado? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, mean, I saw the movie fairly later than probably other people did, because hmm. I did the whole, like, Barbie Oppenheimer Double feature, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw them. I ended up seeing the movie twice. Absolutely loving it. Uh, I I don't mind long movies. Sometimes it could be a little too long. Yeah, but I thought it was a. It, it needed to be three hours. It seemed because okay. it was a pretty big story. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Probably one of my favorite movies of the year. What about it? Just I love the acting. Really kept okay. me engaged into yeah. the movie, and the story was really interesting to. Learn, hear about right. 
and seeing it on a screen. Mm-hmm. And also, just the whole movie's made just really well. Yeah. And love Christopher Nolan as the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do, too. And Robert Downey Jr., I mean, he was fabulous in that film, too. Uh, I think he, I mean, Killian Murphy sort of, like, overshadows when we talk about the performances in that film. But, yeah. you know, Downey Jr. was just amazing as that yeah. conniving slime ball politician. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always really want to not like Robert Downey Jr., but I really enjoy him. No. He's a very good actor. He's a very watchable actor, yes. yes. I mean, and for, for being three hours, mm-hmm. it, there was a lot of tension throughout those three hours. So it wasn't, right. it wasn't mm-hmm. like it was a flabby three hours. Sure. Mm-hmm. Speaking of flabby three hours, I've tried in vain to get through Killers of the Flower Moon. One, admittedly not a huge Scorsese fan. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um but also, so I was kind of treating it like it was a limited series, and I was watching it in, you know, like segments that I could tolerate. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten about an hour and a half into it, and then I paused it, and the runtime was still two hours. And I was like, no, I can't, <laughs> this is, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And it was only for that fact that I, I could have watched the film. It's not, not enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, You're watching this on your phone, I suppose, in 30 minute chunks. No, yes, this was, this sure was on my, my full gigantic yeah. television. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> it, yeah. Laying in my own bed, mm-hmm. very comfortable, fully in, you know, ready to watch a movie, and I just mm-hmm. would pause it and get distracted and not go back to it. Um, I would say, just to go back to Oppenheimer real quick, I'm mm-hmm. on Andrew's team, that it is a pretty good movie. Okay. Uh, I also like Nolan as a director, mm-hmm. and um, he's, actually, he's, to my mind, he's a little too obsessed with playing with time and chronology. Mm. That's his theme in every single movie, except for maybe the Batman trilogy, right. which I think might be his best. And I would kind of like to see him go back to just making, like, telling a story <laughs> from point A to point Z, yeah. just to uh, just to see what that would be like, because I think he's got that skill as a director, too. But um, Oppenheimer was very good. Movies about men talking to each other. Yeah can be good <laughs> some some and great that, ones and that was a good sure. movie about men talking yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was, but you're right that it was i'm just not in a but rush will, to go see it. but i'd also say Based definitely the two most interesting characters are both women mm. it's his his wife and his lover the emily blunt character mm-hmm. and the florence so florence oh. Pugh is the Pugh. uh lover Yes. Oh, that's, that, I mean. That, I guess that's a spoiler, but yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't no, care. It I'm not going to watch it. it, it no, no, I will probably watch it. Yeah. Maybe next February when I'm very bored and I'm like, oh, let's give it a shot. I was, I'll watch it. And up until about two hours into the movie, I was, the, the blunt performance, I was not mm-hmm. that taken with. I was like, well, anybody could do, you know, this could have been Emily Blunt, but this could be anybody else. Mm-hmm. But then there is a very pivotal scene. This is what where, sold me on it. Yeah. Where, spoiler. Where you're like, oh. Yeah. That's why it's Emily Blunt. That's why she's nominated for right. an Oscar. She Maybe this turns is a spoiler. Somebody said she plays dumb for about a minute and then just kills it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like I'll watch that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of the better scenes in the movie, I think. Okay. And then it is pretty spectacular to see the technical aspects of the mm. you know development of the bomb. And it's a war movie that features no sure war. Okay, I mean, it, which I think was the right choice if they had tried to like somehow squeeze in right. A part of the global yeah, politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have. It would have been too much. It's already three hours long, like right. you said. So, yeah. okay. Necessary. That's my take on Oppenheimer. Just and, make a limited series. TV uh-huh. is so good. Just split it into three parts. I'll watch. I'll watch the poop out of it. You know? I will. No, I'll. I'll stand for uh, the cinema experience. I'll stand. I'll. I will stand. Astride history, yeah. yelling stop at you. So whatever, it <laughs> whatever it is. If we are uh, talking about Oppenheimer, we have to transition mm-hmm. to Barbie. I feel like makes sense. That seems yep. natural. Okay, yep. okay. Uh, loved it. Obviously, saw it twice in the theater. Admittedly, the first time I saw it, I was alone in the theater, and I um, had some uh, fungal assistance, and so honestly, I cried. <sighs> A lot of the movie okay. it was like overwhelmingly emotional. Like when uh, I'm just Ken started, I was like, "This is the best song of all time." <laughs> He's a genius. Like I was like very into it. Second time I saw it with friends, less, uh, you know, <clears throat> slightly more sober. What can I say on the radio? Yeah, and and still cried a lot out of joy. 
um, but not uh, as moved, I should say. I do feel like Ryan Gosling could and should win an Oscar for this performance. He's very good. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you don't ascribe to the, the big controversy <laughs> about the snub? Oh, uh, I mean, I feel like there's two sides to that. Like, one, I think Greta which should always be nominated as Best Director, whether or not she even directed a movie. Uh, <laughs> just the honorary best. <laughs> exactly. She's <laughs> just the best. Um, Margot Robbie obviously was incredible in it. I think talking about her not being nominated is taking away a little bit from America Ferreira, who is the star of that film, in my opinion. Mm. And... Uh, also, there's just so many other people who were nominated who were great in their films. I just don't, we don't need to talk about who wasn't nominated. And there's always going to be politics and nonsense going on behind the scenes that I don't need to be involved in. Does that make sense? That's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, how was Barbie for you? And yeah, how was the double You did the double feature. Yeah, the Barbenheimer. <laughs> I, I started with. Barbie, mm. which smart. I was called uh, so a psychopath oh. for doing that. Because oh. we were like, you start with Oppenheimer because it's depressing. I see. Oh. Happy movie. I, I went as it because thinking Barbie was, it could be good, it could be bad. Uh-huh. I had a good feeling Oppenheimer was going to be great. Uh-huh. And I was going to be thinking about that movie, so I wanted to end on it. Yeah. Uh, Barbie, I went in a little skeptical. Like, op- open-minded. Mm-hmm. And I, I watched it, not just, but I was not by myself at all. Mm-hmm. I it was like 70 other people. It was a near sold out show <laughs> that I went to see it. And I left kind of loving it. Not expecting loving it, but sure. came out like that was a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Yeah. I mean, and, at one yeah. point she's talking to like an old woman ghost in an abandoned building. You're like, what am I watching? And that's when I was like, oh, this movie is crazy. I love it. Like. <laughs> I'm there with you. That was my thought. The whole thing was like, what is this movie? Yeah. It makes no sense, <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. And the music came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting like a couple musical numbers. Nailed it. Especially yeah. I'm just Ken being so over the top. Right. But I loved it at good. the same time. It was a surprisingly good movie. I had a yeah, I had a similar reaction. Although I did the same thing with Barbie as I did with Oppenheimer, which was way way too long to watch it, <laughs> to the point where I was so saturated mm. with sort of secondary cultural understanding that I I'd heard all the songs, mm-hmm. I had like mm-hmm. seen clips of every part of the movie that I probably could have reassembled it in my mind before I saw it. Yeah. So I didn't get a lot of the like, whoa, that's cool, and whoa, what is this? Because I already knew it was going to happen, and I yeah. knew what it was going to sound like, and I knew it was going to look like. Which is not a good way to watch these big movies, but still, even with all that said, uh, you know, my wife and I were sitting on the couch at home watching it and just blubbering. And you, <laughs> so you know, did cry. Absolutely. I cried and the, the whole time. And the kids looked over and was like, what's wrong with mom and dad? <laughs> and, you know, we were trying to hide it, of course, but yeah. you know, there's only so so much you can do with that. Um, I mean, I yeah, I think that America Ferrara was, was obviously the main character of that film, mm-hmm. um, having undergone probably the most change over time. Exactly. Um, as far as the whole like snub thing, I kind of I'm with you. Like I don't have a dog in that fight, right. and and I don't know that it's necessarily productive for people to turn that discussion around on sort of like the gender politics of the film itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think I just think that's kind of like just generating copy for newspapers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but I mean, as a best director, I mean, just the the ambition of the film and the way mm-hmm. the film was constructed, I think that she probably did deserve a little bit more. Yeah, here's a hot take for that achievement. I also think Michael Sarah could have been nominated. He was my second favorite character I, after America Ferrera. I was so into that character. I'm so into. I literally like reexamined every male relationship in my life and was like, is he an Alan? Like it like really opened up my eyes to a whole other like uh, male archetype. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, the movies that I go to, that I see are the movies generally that I can see by myself because I also I share a household with somebody who would like to see some movies sometimes so if there's anything there's a remote possibility that we might watch it together it goes into a Mm -hmm. you know it goes it goes in the do not watch by yourself list yeah so all the movies that I have seen at this point are movies that I can well it's streaming on HBO Max so you can watch it together it's it's our first scheduled like sit down and watch a movie night that we have available it's it's reserved for Barbie we just haven't gotten there yet. Prepare to cry. Gotcha. Yeah. Dang. You're with your well, wife on the couch. I am that <laughs> surprises me actually. I thought it was supposed to be a little more 
upbeat and fun than that. Oh, there's it a dark, starts, dark heart yeah. in okay. that film. That's the twist. Uh, spoiler, spoiler alert. Okay. Well, good, <laughs> good to know. Um, yeah. The Let's see. Okay. Have we seen Anatomy of a Fall? Anyway? I had I watched the trailer this morning because I had never heard of it. Yeah. It looks I've great. I've only heard of it. I mm-hmm. love a courtroom drama. I don't like a suspenseful murder necessarily all the time. So I don't mm. know. I'm kind of on the fence about watching it. Okay. It looks great. I mean, I had three of these films I'd never heard of, and yeah. I feel like a complete cultural dullard. For, right? I, I didn't hear about American fiction until I read it on a list. Oh, uh, I do really want to see American fiction. That looks I am very a good. huge. Yeah, I've read the yeah. synopsis, and it sounds great. But Tracy yeah, like, Ellis Ross, please. I will watch her do yeah. literally anything. I don't know how that one escaped me entirely. Anatomy of a Fall is another one I didn't even hear mm. of. And The Zone of Interest is yeah, completely never heard of alien Zone of to me as well. Have you you work at a movie theater? Have you, have you <laughs> heard of these movies? I've heard of all of them except okay. for Anatomy of Fall and the Zone of Interest. The okay. first time I heard about these was when the Oscar nominees gotcha. came out. Now we don't yeah. feel so bad. And I've only seen three of these because only three of them came to the theater. Mm. And I mean, Maestro's a Netflix original, so it never went to right. Right. Yeah. theaters. Um, and I have thoughts about that one. The Zone of Interest. <laughs> it actually the I I haven't seen it either, obviously, but the. The synopsis of that, another kind of like war movie without the mm. war, it does seem really interesting. And that that one is kind of the dark horse. Is that might in actually it? like who? I don't know, I know anything about it. Well, nobody. I think that okay. we uh, we American audiences would sure, recognize, sure, 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 sure. Uh, as yeah. far as I know. Yeah, um, foreign film about yeah uh, a seemingly normal German household that takes place right next to oh it's that Auschwitz. one I've seen yeah. the trailers for that one exactly that terrible name zone of interest yeah, yeah. that evokes nothing for yeah. me yeah <laughs> uh, I yeah well, it does look I, maybe it you've looks gotta see it pretty know. you know what I yeah. mean but I don't mm-hmm. think I'm gonna watch it voluntarily yeah um, yes a, a tough one it yeah. sounds a little bit like a tough watch but yeah um my, let's see. Okay, so we mentioned American Fiction just as a movie. I, I, I do like want to see, see that it. too. That looks good. It looks good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Barbie, we've talked about. Uh, let's dwell on the holdovers for a second because okay. Zach wrote. I have seen uh, that one. Yeah, th- Zach wrote the the review of this one. You you were pretty taken with this film. I loved it. Uh, quickly, yeah. I feel like you missed an opportunity to be like, let's hold up on the holdovers for a second. Let's I just want. Yes, to, let's hold. Can we over edit? Can we fix this in moment? editing? Yeah, if we can. <laughs> All right, yeah. we'll, we'll catch it in post. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We are live on the air, by the way. You're right, listening right. to Van Hammer Community Radio. Uh, this is eighty-eight point five. I'm Jack Peterson, and I'm here with Andrew Stovall, Zach Hagedon, and Ricky Witty, and we are talking about the. Movies that came out last year, especially the Best Picture nominees, and we'll see if we get to uh, any of the other movies before the hour is up. Uh, talking about The Holdovers, Zach, you lead us off here. What did you think of this movie? And by the way, Jim Healy sent over, uh, my usual co-host sent over an article from the LA Times where in their ranking of the Best Picture nominees, they put it as last. What's their number one? Uh, it is not Oppenheimer. Oh. I think it's the Zone of Interest. Really? Interesting. Yeah. LA Times. That's huh? their number one. Yeah, Justin Chang of the LA Times. I never liked him. <laughs> well, okay. I don't know that I would say the holdovers should rank last. Yeah. Uh, I also don't think that it should rank first. I don't yeah. think it should be nominated for Best Picture. I didn't not enjoy it. I like I no. liked it. Yeah. Not a best picture. It was really okay. I mean, it was I'm trying to say how to phrase <laughs> I, I was watching it and I was overcome with this feeling of like nostalgia yeah. for a mm. time and a place that I was not involved with. Correct. Like I was not alive during the time period when that movie takes place, mm-hmm. which is like the 1960s, I guess, or like very early or 70s. That's what it like, felt yeah. like. Yeah. Mm. This is amorphous kind of like mid-century period. Right. Uh, it was taking place in an elite boarding school in like the northeast yeah. of the country. Like. <laughs> I got nothing to do with any of this stuff. Me but neither. It, but I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, memories. Oh, you know, I remember back when I was, you know, at that age and yeah. everything. I was like, no, no, I, nothing like this ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> Where essentially, you know, it's the reverse plot of Catcher in the Rye. Mm-hmm. You know, where the Holden Caulfield, the disaffected rich mm-hmm. kid, you know, going to a boarding school, f- flees the boarding school and goes to the big <laughs> city and then encounters life and yeah. talks about all the phonies and everything. Well, this movie is the opposite of that, where the entitled rich kid from the boarding school gets stuck at the stuck boarding there, school. Yeah. And then he experiences life and, you know, uh-huh. talks about phonies and ha- has all those experiences with his super grumpy history teacher who uh-huh. resonated with me, mm-hmm. um, you know, Paul Giamatti's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's a buddy movie. Yeah. Uh, 
in many ways, it was a very basic film. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't anything. It didn't get me. You know what I mean? It didn't like grab me emotionally. Like I thought maybe it would. There was no like big arc in it where I was like, yes, that's the you know, that's the ticket. Mm-hmm. I didn't nail it. I do agree with Divine Joy Ralph's or Randolph's nomination for Best Supporting Actress. She was my favorite part of that. Absolutely mm-hmm. great in it. I didn't realize that wasn't her actual accent until I heard her in an interview, and I was like, oh yeah, she doesn't talk like that. <laughs> like that's amazing. Uh, that to me was the best storyline of it. Like I just thought she did it for me. The rest of the movie. I enjoyed it. I'll watch it again over the holidays, maybe. It's definitely a good holiday movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which <Okay>. is bizarre. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. We'll add that to the list. Have you seen it? I haven't yet. It's yeah. one of those movies I want to see, and I have the streaming service that's on. Because I love Paul Giamatti, yeah. and he's not usually a leading man. Mm-hmm. So I want to see it to see him lead, because he's an amazing actor. And it's cool to see him finally nominated for yeah. like, Best Actor. Yeah. Did they give him a uh, spoiler alert? Did they give him a lazy eye or does he have a lazy eye? I think that's a fake lazy that eye. That was impressive. It was really impressive. I fell for it. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's it disconcerting. It's yeah, very it really disconcerting. is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am also a fan of it. Yes, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but I'd like to. I, well, yeah, we don't we don't necessarily think he's going to win, but he'd be. I, I'd be very yeah. happy to see him win. I'm going to be pulling for him. I'm a Paul yeah. Giamatti who what? isn't? I'm a Paul Giamatti stan. Is that the phrase? Yes, beloved, as the kids say. I'm not a huge fixture. Paul Giamatti fan. I don't care uh-huh. about him one way or another. Uh-huh. I enjoyed him in this movie. I, You know, he's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's fine. Well, uh, it's a hot take for Mickey there. Paul Giamatti. Fine. He's I fine. Uh, okay. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Ricky, you already gave us your take. Yeah, I do you like should... Lily Gladstone. I gotta say, I'm rooting for her. Okay, she's great in it. This is not yeah. a diss on her performance. It's just the pacing of the movie in general that I was not a fan of. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised that I haven't seen this one yet because I do like Martin Scorsese movies. Mm-hmm. I like the subject matter here, but I haven't gotten around to this one yet. Hmm. I would like to. Uh, have you seen it? Yeah, I watched it. The uh, actually a. The day before it came out, of this little like sneak preview at the theater that we had, uh-huh. <laughs> and I took my uh, family to go see it. Mm-hmm. My sister ended up falling asleep because uh-huh. it was also a school day, okay. I believe. No, yeah, it was a school day, so she yeah. fell asleep. Uh, I loved it, mm-hmm. even though three and a half hours it did feel mm-hmm. pretty yeah. long. Mm-hmm. I thought the acting was incredible. I'm glad Lily Gladstone's getting nominated mm-hmm. for this. She was incredible. Mm-hmm. And same with Robert De Niro. Him mm-hmm. up for Best Supporting Actors. Great. little disappointed that DiCaprio didn't get any, like, mm-hmm. anything for this movie. You thought I, he was pretty good in I it? I thought he was really good. Yeah. And he usually gets, like, snubbed at Oscars anyway, so it's yeah. not too... He <laughs> uh-huh. was great. And I have to say, I looking at him in, like, gossip rags, uh-huh. uh, as I'm sure you all read... Uh-huh. Um, I want to not like him. And then you see him in film and you're like, oh, he's so cute and charming still. Like he still has that thing that Leonardo DiCaprio had. Like it's so, it's, it comes through really well. He's meant to be on film. Yeah. As a person. You know what I mean? Like he's just good at it. So I agree with that. I think he got a little snubbed. Robert De Niro was distractingly old looking. (laughs) Well, (laughs) like I kept going like, he looks like an old man, you know? Um, <laughs> so you were distracted by the fact that time exists. Uh, yeah, time exactly. Yes. Okay. But maybe that's a comment on his performance. Also, I don't think yeah. he was bad in it. I just wasn't taken away by his character so much that I didn't get past what he looked like. That's actually my good or my next. Have you seen it, Zach? You know this. I yeah. have to admit to you that that's okay. For something I haven't. I mean, but I. I mean, <laughs> oh, I, really, Jack? I have actively not watched that movie. Yeah. Oh really? I don't You've know. Been avoiding it? Well, something about it when when the trailers yeah. first came out, yeah. and I saw the trailer, and I was like, "Oh, here we go," some kind of like oh, <laughs> thinky, gaseous, yeah. like <laughs> western epic, you know, where people brood about stuff, mm-hmm. and there's probably some kind of horrible crime that occurs. Here's and, the thing: I don't think you uh, need to see it. You've already seen yeah, it. I mean, I can, for, for whatever Nailed reason, it. when I saw the trailer, I my mind immediately just like translated every mm-hmm. single thing that was going to happen, yeah. and I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm wrong or not. But uh-huh. and and it's just like you know these same old actors, like like yeah. you're saying, like I don't need to see another 
Martin Scorsese. The exactly. Irishman just about killed me. Yeah. Oh. When I saw The yeah. Irishman in 2019, I was like, yeah. I was so excited for that. And I was like, what is that movie, like 10 hours long? Yeah. <laughs> it's a long one. And yeah. I was just like, no, not another one of these. No. Not another one of these. Exactly. <laughs> so Thank you. you. <laughs> that, I thought this was going to be the hottest take. I thought I was going to get uh, yelled at for saying I don't like Well, I mean, Martin I haven't Scorsese even seen films. it, so I'm just like yeah. talking out of, you know. I'm just, no, ma- just pulling things out of the ether here, but uh, but I feel terrible that I have just had this weird aversion to the film without yeah. even yeah. Like, trying to watch it. Yeah, I'm um, going to rectify that at some point, but okay, yeah. that was just my my weird sense. So you think? Would you say then that Scorsese's career, as far as you're concerned, is uh, is over? Uh, he's pretty much yeah. yeah he's pretty much no. Uh, I'm just kidding. He's coasting great. to the end. I mean, but, I, well, he's, <laughs> he is 80 years old. Yeah. I guess that was my question. Does he still does he still have it uh, as a director, well, or is he? I mean, clearly, you know. he's iconic, and yeah. you yeah. cannot argue otherwise. Right. And yeah. His movies are not bad movies. They never have been. Is he directing this film, or is it? Does he have a very good cinematographer and great actors? No. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, That's all. I'm I just saying. feel like I've seen a lot yeah. of the same kinds of pacing and yeah. the same kinds of characters from him, and even the same actors. That is his. That's kind of his thing, mm-hmm. though, right? I mean, he's, Wes he's, Anderson does that, but how many? I, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's his name? Tarantino does. Yeah, that. yeah. You know, yeah. So it's not that. unusual, but still, mm-hmm. it's just like, right. eesh. I mean, I've been watching these movies my whole life. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. You've you've seen him basically. You yeah, think, yeah. You think the the statement's been made? I don't know. I think I do want to see this one, and maybe just because. I, yeah, I I did more or less like uh, I I like even though it was long I liked the Irishman mm-hmm. um, and. I think I I don't know. It just seems like he's coming to it, or he he still has something to say. He obviously doesn't care about runtime anymore. If he, has. <laughs> well, he's got all kinds of opinions yeah. about film. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what, what constitutes it, a real film? Yeah. Oh, and, interesting. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He, yeah. He's he's still thinking about what uh, what goes into his movies, and he's they're changing. They're different. I mean, these are the Irishman and this movie are definitely mm-hmm. different than the stuff he was making in the '90s or the '80s or the '70s. Mm-hmm. So. He is a very diverse director. Yeah. I mean, he did Shutter Island, which is completely Correct. different than yeah. any of his other movies. A weird, yeah. like, psychological yeah. movie versus a gangster film, what he normally does. Yeah. Wasn't uh, DiCaprio in Shutter Island, too? Yeah. Yes. DiCaprio, yeah. I think, is one of his most worked with actors besides De Niro. He's yeah. definitely mm-hmm. brought him under his wing, you know, like, yeah. the yeah. next, you know, yeah. you're, you're the guy. <laughs> uh, let's see. So do we do we think that's actually as good as it's supposed to be or just kind of prestigious because it's Martin Scorsese, De Niro, exactly. DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think it's a little Hard to both. Say. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, uh, Maestro. Thoughts on Maestro? I tried. <laughs> I tried so hard. I haven't tried. No? Um, I uh-huh. no longer subscribe to the streaming service that it's on. Yeah. So it makes it difficult to watch. Also, I do. Okay. I think that Bradley Cooper is one of the most talented and versatile actors on the market right now. Like he, when he did Sam Elliott's voice in uh, a star is born, which don't get me started on a star. I did not enjoy this movie. (laughs) Could have stopped with Judy Garland. Anyway. uh, I think he's amazing. He's really puts himself into roles. I feel like, and this is based, based purely on seeing a trailer for it and knowing that he wrote and directed it. I just feel like it's going to be, watching Bradley Cooper uh you know tickle himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you know what okay. I, mean. I mean, did you did you <laughs> watch it? <laughs> I haven't watched it. It's on my list. Right. Yeah. On where it's cuz I want to see it cuz he's nominated for best actor, so mm-hmm. I want to at least check out the movie. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's made pretty well. He looks like he's put his all into it. Yeah. Just judging yeah. by trailers and clips I've seen, he's putting a lot into it. So I'll mm-hmm. watch it. I don't know when, but I, I plan to watching it be, at least before the Oscars yeah. sure. mm-hmm. in a month. So yeah. I want to say I made it about halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, it seemed on paper to me like a movie I would really like. Yeah. Because um, I like Bradley Cooper. Um, I like classical music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like Leonard Bernstein. True. I like Leonard yeah. Bernstein. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, mean, I was kind of looking forward to that. I yeah. love these kind mm-hmm. of like. These, these movies that dig into it, like, mm-hmm. like an iconic, you know, sort of like artist. And then yeah. you get to see the complexities of the artist's life. Especially and, somebody who I don't necessarily know a lot about their personal life. Right. Like I like Leonard Bernstein. I know nothing about him. Well, yeah. if you mm-hmm. watch this movie, you will. Okay. But I think you're not wrong in your gut instinct yeah. that it's basically a vehicle for Bradley Cooper to get an Oscar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're watching it and you're waiting for things to happen <laughs> and really what you're getting is a lot of 
a lot of Bradley Cooper, yeah, like <laughs> emoting, yeah. and you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. it, it's, it's a hagiography on one hand, you mm. know, where where it's showing, you know, just the awesomeness of this character, but it's also like sort of gleefully pointing at all the warts and flaws and stuff. Sure. And I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's supposed to pass for nuance, but it just kind of feels like we're making a movie so Bradley Cooper can get an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's all black and white and stuff, you know, it's like, oh, what you, it is. Yeah, some kind of like weird, you know, there's, there's black and white kind of yeah. interludes. And that, I just feel like that's overplayed. Interesting. As a, oh, we're going back in time now. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, Past Lives was nominated for Best Picture. That's coming to the Panada. Loved right it. She should Looks win everything. Good. She's amazing. Yeah. That good. Someone huh? to watch. Yeah. Okay. I really. It's an. Mm-hmm. It's a modern take on a rom com. I have watched every rom com yeah. ever made mm-hmm. since the beginning of time. Yeah. And I really enjoyed this. Like the. Uh, it's a little bit of a spoiler. There's a moment at the end where the two stars are just standing on a sidewalk staring at each other. And the tension is so beautiful and overwhelming. And you just go like, (gasps) like I was like screaming at the TV at this moment. (laughs) And it really got me. Like I was so into this film and it's hard for me because I'm blind and I refuse to wear my prescription glasses uh, (laughs) to watch a movie with such heavy subtitles. Ah. It's not completely subtitled. To uh-huh. scare off anybody, but there are quite a few subtitles. Um, a lot of it is in Korean, um, uh-huh. which you kind of get into. Like, I was sort of, yeah. like, digging it. Uh, it takes place mostly in America? Um, 50-50? I would say 60-40. Yeah. But the main actor in it is Korean. So so he when he comes yeah. to America, they're still speaking to each other in yeah. their first language. Uh-huh. Um but that doesn't matter. Even if you don't understand what they're talking about, it's shot so beautifully and it's so well acted that you just get into like what the holdovers didn't do. I just mm-hmm. got so into this movie that I was just like nothing else existed and I was in it and the feeling of it. And I was just like, yes, that's it. It was good. Uh, did you see it? This is my That's first cool. time really hearing about yeah. it. I didn't oh. really. Uh-huh. It's one of those. It's one of those though, on here that I haven't. It was the one of the three: the Anatomy Fall, Past mm. Lives, and Zone of Interest. I didn't really hear about very much. Yeah. So I I didn't know it was actually in another language. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the movie either. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Poor things. I have not seen. I haven't seen it. That. I really want to. I have been obsessively reading about it. Okay. Ever since okay. I heard about it. Andrew, by your face, I can tell. It looks I've weird. seen a couple of trailers, okay, uh-huh. but that's it. I just know it has Mark Ruffalo and Emma <laughs> mm-hmm. Stone, yes. and it's a comedy. Love Mark Ruffalo. Love and Emma it, Stone. It looks Willem good. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Oh, it is looks he great. in it too? Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't realize that. No, I don't I, think it was in any of the trailers I saw. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's a it's a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Re, uh-huh. Like retelling, basically, exactly. in a steam, in a steampunk kind of alternate universe. I was like, whoa, yeah. you're like ticking all my boxes here. Yeah. Exactly. Everything about it. I don't know why I haven't seen it. Well, it hasn't been available. I mean, mm. if you didn't catch it in the theater, yeah. it, mm. I don't. Th- it, I don't even know if it came here. Which oh, I no, think it, I was in Palm Springs when it came out. And I keep uh, waiting for it to be on a streaming service. Yeah, and it, and it just hasn't come out yet. And okay. so I've been I've had to watch the trailers over and over again, and I've had to read the the articles. Yeah. And I'm glad Emma Stone is is she nominated, right? Yeah, I believe she is for okay. uh, Best Actress. I'm glad she is. I also and Mark she's Ruffalo one of the people well. that I'm mm. always rooting for, and Mark Ruffalo. Like, honestly, I was so happy that he got uh, the Marvel movies because I was like, yes, I want him to keep acting. I want him to have a career. <laughs> like, get in a big movie where you get paid a lot so you can keep doing this. Because I love watching him do anything. Uh, so I'm really excited to see this, and I'm shocked none of us have seen it. I, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not for lack of trying <laughs> on my part anyway. <laughs> uh, and then the zone of interest we mentioned already before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the full list of Best Picture nominees. None of us have seen all of them. Uh, who do you think is going to win, and who would you like to see win Best Picture? <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> I think Oppenheimer will probably win, or The Zone uh-huh. of Interest. Do you read I the winning? You read the Hollywood Reporter and Variety and things like that. Occasionally, you follow the race, the yeah. trades. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I would love if Barbie won. I feel like I would get a lot of joy out of that. Or mm-hmm. Poor Things, I'd be into that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think Past Lives should win. You think that's the best? Would you, if I you do. were voting, you'd say that's the best picture. I don't of the year think it is. Nominees? I don't think it's Oscar best picture of the year material. I uh-huh. think it was going to be my favorite movie of the year. Okay, uh, Andrew, what do you think? I think uh, Oppenheimer is my pick to win. 
because uh-huh. it's it's a movie that it's it came out in like what, July of last year and yep. it still sticks with me mm-hmm. versus some of the other movies. It's one that when I start watching at home, I don't usually I don't really stop. I just keep yeah. watching it. Unlike because other Nolan films, I'll just get bored for a second. I'll pause it and I'll uh-huh. have to walk away for a second because it's sometimes it's a little much. Yeah, because of how complicated they are. But Oppenheimer. I'll just uh-huh. sit and I'll watch it. And I've seen it like three or four times. And each time it keeps me on the edge of my seat, especially during like the big mm-hmm. bomb scene. Oh, yeah. Each mm-hmm. time it like makes my heart like stop mm-hmm. for a second. Just like what's about to happen. Yeah. And especially with the dead silence uh-huh. that they did with it. He did. Yeah. I mean, it's well pulled off where you do or for me anyway, in the theater sort of think for a second like. Is that thing gonna destroy the world when it goes <laughs> off? Like, right. It, it's a it's a historical movie. I'm sitting here six, eighty years later, or whatever. Yeah. I know it doesn't, and yet. I mean, I feel like, like it's like Titanic. We know the ship sinks. Right, but people still watch the movie fourteen times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zach, uh, all right. So your pick to win, you you would vote for Oppenheimer, and that's what you think is gonna win. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Zach, what I, do you think, I think that's where I am too. Um, yeah. You know, lest it's be said that I didn't like this movie. I did. I mean, I own mm-hmm. it. I bought it. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I have mm-hmm. it in my, in my streaming pile, yeah. which I purchased for like 20 bucks. Yeah. So. That kind of tracks for, I would expect you to buy this movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I just, I have to, I mean, you have to recognize the technical mastery of how the film was made, mm-hmm. how it was paced, how it was, I mean, the cast, um, I mean, everything about it was just so professional. Yeah, <laughs> and precise. That's honestly why and, I think it would win is because it feels like an Oscar. Movie. You get a yeah. feeling that every single decision was made mm-hmm. for exactly a specific reason, mm-hmm. and if you changed any one of those decisions, altered any one element of it, it would diminish the the totality of the effect of the film, which mm-hmm. to me is a best picture. Like, I mean, if if what you're ranking it on is just like this is a great movie, mm-hmm. then yeah, I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Killian Murphy killed it. Like he yeah. was, he was so good as that character. Yeah, and I know that Bradley Cooper, like there are fans of his that think that he should have that he was robbed mm-hmm. for his maestro performance because he spent years preparing for this. Yeah, um, they pros- they put a prosthetic nose on him, like mm-hmm. they made him look like he did Leonard look, Bernstein. Yeah, it was a, quite a transformation. And everybody's like, "Well, pff, this is not fair." Like, yeah, he he like put his life into becoming this person, and here comes Killian Murphy. You know, just yeah. lost a bunch of weight and put on a fedora uh-huh. and smokes yeah, a million cigarettes. When you're that like, good of an actor, that's but, all you have to do. And, you don't uh-huh. need prosthetics. You don't need to transform no, yourself. Having watched yeah. both performances, I got. I mean, Killian Murphy is yeah. a better performance. Yeah. Um, because of how understated he is able yeah. to be. In yeah. It. So, yeah, I absolutely think that's, I mean, and I don't know anything about the Academy, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I have a feeling that that's probably how they vote as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're probably right. Okay. And that was, that was Jim Healy's take too, was that Oppenheimer will win. I mentioned that the, I just Christopher Nolan's obsession with playing with chronology mm-hmm. sometimes bothers me a little bit, but it actually really works very well. I think in this movie. The way, I mean, the way that they go, yeah, kind of back and forth. And it probably would be a much more boring movie to try and tell it A to Z. And the, the, the final note of the picture is pretty good, where they bring it all back home. I think a linear approach would have really made that feel super talky. That would have been... Super talky. Yes, it would have. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Um, okay. Let's talk about... Here, here's, a, here's something I'd like to talk about. Yeah. Uh, is the era of the... Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, dominating the box office over, and what comes next? I think it's over. <laughs> I think so too. I, I am the hugest. Yeah. Okay, Zach and I thoroughly disagree. <laughs> thoroughly, on this. Okay. I am the biggest superhero movie fan. I love a super any superhero movie. I am all in. Yeah, I love it. I feel like it's on the level as a good musical. Like it's over dramatic. Yeah, over hyped. Everyone in it knows. That they're doing something ridiculous. Like, I just love everything about it. It really gets me going. Like, I just love a superhero movie. I think the I love musical, an underdog story, yeah. coming back from behind, all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just in into it. Um, however, <laughs> that being said, I haven't even watched Ms. Marvel yet. Like, yeah. I just have lost interest almost altogether. Yeah. I just, it's... Uh, like, yeah. we need we need to give it a break. For five to seven years and then come back with a new, like X-Men did. Like, we need to give it a break, 
come back with a new cast, revitalize it, and let it be something else because it's kind of come to a, a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Andrew, you love these movies? Hate these movies? What do you uh, think? I'm kind of in the middle on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've watched nearly, I think, actually, almost every single of the Marvel mm-hmm. movies. And even into phase eight or whatever they're at. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I think yeah. it's 11. Yeah. I haven't okay. seen the most recent uh-huh. one, the Marvels. Yeah. yeah. I just didn't think it looked uh-huh. very good. I mean, I, I feel like it, 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 it's over for now. I mean, even the DC universe ended recently because yeah. mm-hmm. their movies kept bombing. I yeah. did shockingly like the flash. I didn't think I would like it. Oh, mm-hmm. really? I liked it okay. better than I thought I would. Uh-huh. Um, as controversial as, uh, what's his name is. I almost watched that on the plane yeah. just to see how bad it was. It's not. But, it's okay. Pretty bad. And but I it's do, not I, bad. I do love Michael Keaton, so that would <laughs> yeah. have been my the reason to buy the ticket. Anyway, you were saying, <laughs> yes. I mean, I think like the whole thing. It, it's it could be over if, but they could save it by just doing more quality over mm-hmm. quantity. They're pushing out way too mm-hmm. many films and TV yeah. shows a year. I mean, this year, this last year, there was like two or three different shows, mm-hmm. and then three movies. Only mm-hmm. one of which I really enjoyed, and that was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I actually didn't like the I didn't like the third one. Oh, I I <laughs> cried during the third one like a couple of times. I cried at the end of the second one. I feel like they nailed it with that. I didn't like the whole movie, but the end was great. Uh, the third one, I was just like, eh. <laughs> I don't. know. It was a little dark. Okay. I did rewatch it recently, and I liked it better than I did the first time. But I didn't I have the first f bomb yeah. in the MCU. Oh, so that was. I didn't know that. Fun fact. Yeah. It just got mm-hmm. to the point where I felt like each movie was a hint for the next movie. You know what I mean? Where they yes. lost like the storyline and the acting because they were like, we're going to throw in all these Easter eggs and people will analyze it and mm-hmm. not actually caring about what was happening in that film. Mm-hmm. It was all about setting it up for the next one. I'm like, I'm just, just make a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, you liked it, I believe, if I remember your review from this summer. Which one? The Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, you reviewed Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, I went to see it okay. in the theater. Uh-huh. I brought my kids. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, how, did, how did your kids did, like? I, they, I they guess were, I misread that review. They weren't real into the, the extended yeah. sections of animal abuse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was yeah. a lot. That yeah. really, uh, you know, I didn't expect that. I didn't yeah. know that was going to be a part of the film. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. here I am sitting in the theater and uh-huh. I'm like, whoa, wait a yeah. minute here. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I... I am with Scorsese on this. Yep. <laughs> that Marvel movies are not real movies. They're movies in an academic sense, insofar as they have budgets and mm-hmm. they have stars and they have they you have know gigantic all budgets. of the infrastructure yeah. that you it's would see crazy. in a movie. But really, yeah. it's the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's a yeah. product. It's a. It's a. I mean, you're you're being asked yeah. to buy the mental equivalent of a whole Big Mac meal. Right. Um. And you're supposed to be like, yes, thank you. This is fun times. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. why I've watched New Girl series 25 times, because yeah. I like the same thing over and over again. And the whole point of a franchise is that it is repeatability, yeah. right? Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, yeah. I remember reading a book years ago about why McDonald's is successful, and the number one lesson of that is repeatability. Like, mm-hmm. anyone should be able to walk into any McDonald's anywhere on Earth and expect to find exactly the same food for yeah. exactly the same prices with the exact same experience. Mm-hmm. And Marvel, the MCU... Uh, is a franchise in that it is ultimate repeatability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just find that to be so offensive, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like intellectually, that I'm supposed yeah. to like find this entertaining. But Scarlett Johansson in like a very tight well, bodysuit beating people up. Yes, please. Well, obviously there's, <laughs> you gonna know? Be, I mean, there's obviously going to be things in there that are good, like uh-huh. that are enjoyable right. because otherwise people wouldn't do it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even I, I like. No, I see what you're saying. Guardians totally of the Galaxy it. is my favorite sliver of yes. of all these films. Yeah. Like if there's any of the Marvel films that I will watch, it's Guardians of the Galaxy. So I was like mildly excited to go see this in the theater. Yeah. Which for the most part does away with the superhero trope altogether. It's yeah. part of the universe, but they're not and on I, earth fighting crime. Man, yeah. I guess I appreciated yeah. that it was actually more of an adult like yeah. right. It it allowed for the fact that adults exist mm-hmm. in in the universe, <laughs> and yes. that they have adult feelings and adult yeah. things happen to them. <laughs> so that was nice. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it just felt weary. Like, yeah. And that's what really struck me. And my review of it was, you know, that it was a weary film. Uh, and if that's indicative of the state of the larger Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, I think you could use Guardians of the Galaxy three mm-hmm. as a bellwether for mm-hmm. the state of the whole thing. Is that it's tired? Yeah. And even I mean, even the characters are like. 
oh god here yeah. we go another space adventure <laughs> and like yeah. yeah yeah i don't even remember who you are you know and like it's just like it's mm-hmm. the same thing like oh who's this bad guy we got to fight now like exactly. yeah 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 so yeah. i mean and i mean the fact that guardians of the galaxy made almost a billion dollars it was the fourth highest grossing film of the year dang tells you that there's still an appetite you know, for the for the mental Big Mac, but yeah. But for me, I I'm full. I've, I've been full for a Nailed long, it. long uh-huh. time. Right. <laughs> uh, it is. It, you're right. It's the fourth highest grossing movie of the year, but it's not number one. Also, part of the argument, I think, especially that Scorsese has made for those mm-hmm. of you who don't follow the Hollywood business, is that these movies, not just that they exist and people go to see them, but they actually take away like resources at the studio from Right. Of what you would yeah. consider a more adult or, you know, kind of, uh, they, there's the theory of kind of the missing middle. You can always go out and make a very cheap movie mm-hmm. and release it to independent cinema. And then you can make these big tentpole movies. But right. the movies that, like, just come out with a specific audience cost $50 million to make and make 100 or two, those just don't exist anymore. Right. And, th- and part of that is because all the resources go to the big tentpole pictures like... Mm. Yes, like the Marvel movies. Anyway, but my point there being uh, <laughs> is that era coming to a close, because you're right, it, there's still some appetite for it, but it wasn't the top grossing movie of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in years past, it has been, this is the first year, I think since 2018 or 17, that Disney did not have the top slot, or mm-hmm. did, was not the, the biggest um the most profitable studio. Hey Jack, this what year. was the top grossing movie? It was Barbie. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> From Mattel. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> That's also all, yeah, all, none of them actually I none of them uh were like just original movies, none of the big uh right. big money makers, but that hasn't been the case since exactly. for a very long time. Forever. Yeah. Um yeah. Well, what I find interesting too to think about is these top grossing films. I mean, Barbie is a, a movie about a toy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, second highest grossing film was Super Mario Brothers, a movie about a video game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I also really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, is Peaches nominated for best song? No. I don't know. I'm not sure. No, Jack I Black. don't think it is. That, that song mm-hmm. got stuck in my brain. Okay. I loved it. I think that might be why it's not nominated. <laughs> right. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> but, I, mean, I mean, your top two mm-hmm. films. With mm-hmm. 1.3 billion and 1.4 billion, respectively, mm-hmm. are based on kids' toys. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that says. Uh-huh. Um, well, they, 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 here's the thing. Been, <laughs> is it nostalgia? <laughs> like, is it, to, or a movie that you can get your whole family to go yeah. see has always been, like, the number one box office gold. Well, you yeah. know, My four-year-old what, nephew yeah. loved Super Mario Brothers as much as I did, and he has never once played that video game. He has yeah. no reference to it. Yeah. See, my, my kids didn't understand anything about that film because they've <laughs> never played the game. Mm-hmm. And we're watching it, and they're like, what's a Koopa? Like, what's a... What? Yeah, Who's yeah, a yeah. Bowser? And I'm like, That's well, you your to, fault as a well, father. I, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to raise them... <laughs> Correctly, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they lacked any of the of the connection to that film, and I was like, "Who is this for?" Yeah, like, it's for us. Forty three year old people that hey, want to watch a cartoon about a video game. That- I work in an <laughs> antique store, and we have a, a Game Boy right now at an antique store. Mm. So oh let my. that sink in for a second. Oh, okay. But people freak out when they say, "Like, oh my gosh, a Game Boy!" And like, mm. I know, <laughs> I've been playing Tetris on it every morning. Maybe it's I'm just great. bitter. My parents wouldn't let me have a Nintendo. Yeah, we mm-hmm. had a. So, uh, Sega Genesis. Uh, the Shooks, though, had a Nintendo, and I played the... We're getting off it. track here. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, the, okay. Uh, let's see. The Fast series made a, made a tenth movie, Fast X. Yeah, why? Uh, that came in number five. Is that series still going on, or is that over? That's still going on. Apparently, they're over. doing, like... There's going to be more? Maybe, like... Two more movies. They should have oh. stopped at Hobbs and Shaw. I can't believe they kept making films. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. amazed it got it was in its top five. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think it grossed that much money. Yeah, but I think this is global, and I think those movies are very appealing overseas as well. I, I will admit, I did go yeah. see it. I am a I am a weirdly a fan of all of these movies. Me too. I, I just love the over the top action. Yeah, and it's just fun to kind of just go in, turn oh your brain gosh. off, eat some popcorn, enjoy yeah. just. Is Stupid it action. seven when mm-hmm. The Rock like flexes out of his arm yeah, cast? Yeah. Yes, I screamed so loud. I was just like, "Yes, get it!" I they, love that. Movie. They have at least two more movies. Yeah, are we <laughs> to finish it off? <laughs> Zach, what's your opinion of the franchise? I haven't seen a single one of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> 
I I think you would not, like the first one. It's I had great. not seen it until the pandemic, uh, and then I said, "Well, here's a motion picture." This is when I thought I was just going to be home for like three weeks yeah. and not two years. <laughs> like, uh, well, nothing else going on. I'm just gonna I'm gonna watch these Fast and Furious movies. Sat yeah. down and watched the whole thing. Nice. And I did love them. Yeah. I mean, they're they're silly. very good. They're yeah. ridiculous, but they're, they're better so than they need to be. Exactly. Um, it's been going on for like twenty years, so yeah. it's exactly. impressive how long it's yeah. stayed yeah, the, for. The, there's no, I mean, there's nothing. The acting is not the best, but no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the it's basic. The first one's like Point Break with cars exactly. instead of surfing. It's yeah. so good, but it's. Um, Anyway. When you go back and rewatch the first one, you're just like, oh, I get why this is a franchise. Mm-hmm. I understand it, yeah. how they built this world around it. And then it just gets so over the top. Two of the movies did make over a billion dollars. Yeah. Seven and eight because of Paul Walker. Yeah. Seven yeah. being his final Fast Furious, eight being the first one without him. Right. So yeah. everyone went to see him. They made billion dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Um, seven was pretty good. Actually, I thought there, there there are some good movies in there. Seven was a really entertaining movie. And number five, too. Um Okay, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. This was a cartoon. I really like that one. I, yeah, this is supposed to be very good. Yeah, very good. My Both kids like this great. one. Okay. Yeah. Full River Red. Never seen it, heard no, of it. I never heard of it until just seeing this list. Seventh highest grossing is this movie globally? of the year. I think so. Okay. What is Full River Red? Never ever heard, heard of it. it? No, no, me neither. The Wandering <laughs> Earth 2. Nope. Okay. Wonka. <laughs> this one came out pretty late in... The year, I think. We in November. Yeah. Uh, so the person whose opinion I trust most, my uh, little brother, who's uh-huh. a full-grown man, my yes. younger brother, yeah, uh, loved this film, and it's a musical, and yeah. he talked me into watching it. I really want to see it. We mm-hmm. almost went and saw it in a theater, and um, the timing didn't work out. But mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see it, and I uh, am shocked that I'm hearing myself say that. Yeah. Uh, and then the Little Mermaid, the remake, uh, the oh, live action remake. I actually, like, Disney I don't movie. understand why Disney needs to do live action remakes in general. <laughs> Me neither. This was not the worst one. Okay, <laughs> that's my review. <laughs> they do uh, because people keep buying tickets to them. I guess. Yeah. But uh, from an artistic perspective, I have no. Yeah, yeah. I don't really see the appeal of any of them. No, I don't get it. Um, that's my take. Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour is the highest grossing concert film mm-hmm. of all time. Did you know that? Uh, yes, because mm-hmm. I uh, am a. I'm a, I'm a Swifty light. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. Um, my, I did not see it. My mm-hmm. niece saw it. She actually had her birthday party at the um, Sandpoint Cinemas mm-hmm. and brought a bunch of her friends to watch this film. And she loved it. She said it was the best day of her life. I think I was working that day. Were you there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because it did not do very well here. Uh, considering we're still selling... Two sizes of cups and buckets. Yeah. Uh-huh. For very cheap because we have so many. Because uh-huh. we never even got close to selling it out. Mm. We got maybe 40 Dang. at the most. Yeah. Well, other theaters, AMCs and Regals, I heard when, once the tickets went on sale, yeah. their apps crashed. Because wow. the amount of people yeah. buying tickets and wanting to go see this. Sure. And I was like, oh, thank goodness we didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> we were all scared upcoming because there was a lot of rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. prices were more expensive, very mm. specific prices. Huh. And everything. It was, it was a very strict movie. You had to have it these certain days, this certain amount of time. Oh, I've never seen a movie so strict with its timing and okay. the amount of stuff for it. Interesting. Okay. I, didn't, I did not know the, uh, that they had marketed or had presented it in that way. Yeah. Sort of a... What a throwback to like the what did they call that the road show or something like that I don't know a different different way of presenting a movie that's interesting um, we're almost out of time let's talk about here in North Idaho what should people have seen that they didn't uh, I I couldn't think of any real North Idaho angle to any of the movies uh, this year or any any super local mm-hmm. uh, angle that came out um, what, everyone should see Past Lives because it's great. Okay, and everyone will have zero ties to North Idaho. Well, it's going to be at the Panada. <laughs> it's come, yeah. It will be at the Panada. On February sixteenth. Your local theaters uh-huh. and see a great film for five it's bucks. Just, it's such yeah. an adorable, and that's not even the right word for it. It's such a gripping and beautiful love story. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, we should we should go see that, and it's yes. right after Valentine's Day. <laughs> Dungeons uh, and Dragons. That's yeah. one. That oh, I did seen. love Dungeons oh, and Dragons. Very good movie. So people, people should have seen that. That was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I heard. I've never even played the game before things. in my life, and I love this film. Yeah, yeah. Unless uh, I come off as such a huge snob, like 
that that's just a fun movie. It, it has fun. like ninety percent of Rotten Tomatoes for critics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very critics like very it. good reviews. Uh, yeah. Not a single nomination for an Oscar. Yeah, I know. Which make would make sense for that type of movie. And did not do well at the box office either. Oh no, yeah, yeah. it didn't. Dang it. How was the local turnout? It was all right. Yeah. yeah. Do you know it was it was it was pretty good. That's where I saw it. But it yeah. wasn't yeah. great. Yeah. But it it surprised me with sometimes. So, anecdotally, were there any movies obviously you don't have the scientific tracking or anything, but was there anything that you noticed you were, we were selling a lot of tickets to here uh that maybe wasn't doing very well elsewhere or big movies elsewhere that we were not selling tickets to here? Did well, it strike your mind? Yeah. Uh, well, there's big movies that didn't do so well here, which would be like Era's Tour. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then like, ah, there's a couple others that like were massive movies, but not really. Like uh, the new Godzilla. Uh, Minus other, one. Yeah. It's supposed to be I, very good. I saw it. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fully subtitled, but it's an amazing movie. Yeah. Not a whole lot of people came to see it, mainly because it is in Japanese the whole time. Yeah. And it's not like one. big Hollywood, yeah. like the new one coming out in like a month or two. Yeah. But it, it did well at a lot of other American theaters. Yeah. And even nominated for an Oscar for Best Visual Effects. Yeah. Mm. But mm. not a whole lot of people came to see it yeah. here. The uh, From a business perspective, the interesting thing about that is they made it for like $15 million, oh. which is a, a very wow. small budget for... And it was uh, very impressive. And it looks... It's supposed to look, yeah, as good as anything. And it's maybe the best Godzilla movie ever, including the... The original? Including the original. They even say it might be better than the original, which I wow. have seen and I like. I am a Godzilla sucker. Yep. I will watch a Godzilla movie anytime. I, I would go highly recommend this one. one. I'd go to see anybody. That. Interesting. Okay. Um, we didn't talk about a lot of things, and I we don't really have time to. Yeah. You did mention... Uh, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, Bob Woody just said we did one. great. So, thanks, Bob. Our first reviews thanks, are thanks, in. Bob. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ferrari came out. Nobody seemingly saw it. And I don't Adam care about that one. Either. I might watch it someday. I, I like, think I did watch it, but I don't really remember. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have the chance to watch, it, even though I really wanted to. Yeah. I like so. Mike. The director, Michael Mann, is was one of my favorites. I mean, his run from 1980 to yeah. 2006 or 7 was pretty untouchable I also feel like, didn't mind. they just make this movie with, like, uh, they, Matt Damon? Uh, interesting. Oh, yeah, Ford yeah. versus Ferrari. Ford yeah. versus That's Ferrari. the one I watched. The, right. I believe it was That's 2019. The, yes, the yeah. ultimate yeah. dad movie. Like, do we need there. another Ferrari movie? Well, this one's from, this is about the other guy. This okay. is about Ferrari, okay. not Ford. Uh, <laughs> and a different year. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay. like the 1920s? Yeah. Was it? Like, mm-hmm. 30s? Well, Ford for Ferrari was the... 50. Yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Uh, I have thoughts about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, oh, but I'll save that. Such for a bad the movie. Here's the, I don't like Indiana Jones movies. Uh-huh. Not a Scorsese fan. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> and this was, I love, uh, what's okay. her name? Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah, yeah, love her. Bored to death by this yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, we don't have time. Or go yeah. ahead, Zach. You, we have time for your take on it, not mine. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I took my son to that movie. Yeah. And I was not expecting anything at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just fun, sort of as a dad moment or as a parent moment yeah. to be like, yeah. I loved these movies when I was a kid, and now I'm in the theater watching them with my kid. Uh, yeah. That's, so there was yeah, like, I, like that. Yeah. I didn't really care what was happening on the screen. I just right. liked the fact that I was there with my son, and, you know, we got to watch Indiana Jones kicking Nazis' butts. That's you know. true. I took my dad sweet. to see it. I felt the, the hey, same I way. I saw it like, with my dad, go, too. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was the same state as my dad, so I didn't, I didn't, I missed that opportunity. But that is, yeah, I, we had all three of those on cassette tape. Yeah. Growing up, the that, original VHS three. Tape. That Thank was you a, very much. Yes, <laughs> I still have my three on VHS. Actually, uh-huh. yeah. I probably do in my storage unit. For the record, yeah. we never called it VHS. You didn't call it a cassette tape either. You called it. You a called tape. it a videotape. A videotape. Thank okay, you. there you go. You know, we only called it VHS once you had to call it <laughs> words. Do, once you had to words. differentiate it yeah. from something else, you probably just called it a video. A tape, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a tape or a video. Okay. Anyway, um, the. I actually said film because I was a very pretentious joke. I'm sure you did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we I think we pretty much did it. Certainly we filled the hour. Hopefully we were of some use to our listeners. Uh, you may maybe you have an idea of some movie that you weren't thinking about that you'll go see now. Um, and it was a year in movies. It was I, a year. I feel like it's turned like like the era of the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe is somehow coming to an end. Yeah. And I'm very curious about what 
comes to What's fill next? that void. How right. that how that changes because it does seem like that they're running out of gas on that. Oh yeah, and the and that goes for Star Wars and mm-hmm. what are the other franchises too? Like the those big ones that always that just come out on a cycle and yeah. you have have to go see them. They're mm. they're losing steam, and so it's what comes right. next? I wonder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That was with, a great wrap-up, Jack. With that, I'm here. My name's Jack Peterson. I've been here this morning with Andrew Stovall, <laughs> Zach Hagedon, Ricky Witty. We have been talking about the movies of 2023. This was the KRFY Morning Show. We are past due for Bird Note, so stay tuned for that in Otto's Eclectic Mix right here on 88.5 KRFY. Uh, no time for upcoming events right now. Um, and thank you thank you all for being here. Thank Read you. Zach's review thank as you. a reader. Uh, pay attention to if you go to the Sandpoint Cinemas. Make sure you seek out Andrew for his opinion. When when you go to the Sandpoint. when you go to Sandpoint Cinemas, <laughs> and uh, Ricky Witty when she's in town from Spokane, she's worth tracking down as well for whatever entertainment needs you might have. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. I do take cash. All right. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, guys.